Blog Talk Radio. That is the last time I ever put peanut butter on my eggs. I'm sorry. Good evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. TGIM. Welcome to another episode of The Stoop, right here oh! on Blog Radio. You know, I always love the howling greet that we get from my amazing co-host. I am Jeff the Sharp Peruni. With me, as always, the lovely, the beautiful, the incredible, the amazing, Jewel Tatey. Jewel, good evening. How are you tonight? Good evening, Jeff. How are we doing? We're doing fantastic. It's a great Monday night. Um, you know, I'm going up against Monday Night Football here, which usually is sacrilegious for me, but I'm not all that worried about it because tonight it's the lowly, putrid New York Giants and the Detroit Lions. So if you're going to waste your time doing that, the loss is yours, or you can come on over to the stoop and have a grand old time. That's okay. You you know, we'll we'll background it, try to keep you up with it. Okay. Speaking of of sports tonight, we've got a great guest, uh, Tawana Smith. Tawana is a former... Basketball star at the University of Ole Miss. Uh, she played some professional basketball over in Europe, and she is now the owner and president of the Athletes Nexus, where she actually helps athletes create a bright future for themselves, properly investing their money and, and branding themselves and naming themselves. And she's going to be here tonight to talk about that, Jewel. That should be very exciting. Yeah. Um, so excited. Excited for that. Uh, we want to take the time to thank. Wednesday's guest, the amazing Potsy Weber himself, Mr. Anson Williams, is here talking to us about his new product, Alert Drops, for those of you who may drive drowsy. Um, great stuff. Very informative. Great show. What do you think of Anson? How great was he? Oh, my God. He was so nice. Uh, I just knew he would be so nice. Um, he's just like a really humble guy who's really just main goal is trying to help people. He didn't want to talk about himself. He just wanted to talk about his product that saves lives, um, just like his uncle did, uh, Dr. Heimlich. So thank you, Anson. You're such a joy, and um, we hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, we'd love to have him on again. And it was funny because he got on, and he right away broke into alert drops, and I said, "Mm, can we ask you a question about uh, maybe happy days? He's (laughs) like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. He's just that humble. Like It was like the last thing on his mind. But the first thing that we were after, but you know, like I said, the alert drops is amazing, and Anson's amazing, great guy, and we want to thank him for being here on Wednesday. Uh, like I said, tonight, Tawana Smith, and just tons of great guests coming up, and our own Miss Jewel Tatey is pounding the streets of the Philadelphia area, where we're from, to find local bands and local artists. We're going to get them on here soon. As I promised, we're going to start doing local music nights and having local music on here. Tons of stuff coming at you right here on the stoop. Yeah. Excited? I am oh, so excited. I've talked to so great... many people just this week and it's just really getting the ball rolling and um yeah, we have tons of great stuff coming up. That's awesome. We're all about uh, balls here at the stoop. Balls <laughs> rolling. <guess>. That is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just wouldn't be a, a Monday or Wednesday night if I don't catch Jewel off guard every once in a while. So in I'm standing of... myself. <laughs> Why, thank you. In honor of Miss Tawana Smith being on the show tonight, our top five comes from the brilliant mind of Jewel herself. 
I came up with a different subject. She's like, no, Tawana Smith is on Let's Do <laughs> Top 5 Favorite Female Athletes. So I think it's an incredible topic. I'm sure Joel yeah. went with quality athletes, and Jeff probably went with smutty, sexy, slutty athletes. So uh, check out each other's list. Jewel, being that it's female and it's female athletes, we will let you go first this evening. Give us your top five favorite female athletes of all time. You know, you're just being such a gentleman between tonight and and last week. Just such a true gentleman. Thank you so much. But uh, all right, here we go. All right, number five, Lisa Fernandez. Now, she was a three-time gold medalist, four-time world champion for the USA softball team. This girl was such a beast. She was a pitcher. Um, I always remember her growing up as having that mean face. Like, when you're off the bat and you see a pitcher and she's got a mean face, you're like, oh, no. It's like a stare down. So you want to, like, look them in the eye and, and battle it out. And Lisa Fernandez had that look like, don't. F with me. So uh, Lisa <laughs> Fernandez was just really a beast, and I love her. Number five. Number four. Um, where's my number four? Oh, yeah. Cheryl Swoops. Oh, Cheryl Swoops was the it. first player to be um, signed into the WNBA. She's a three-time MVP. And when I was growing up, I played softball, basketball, ice hockey. I did dance. Um a little bit of soccer, but not too much. But I really love softball and basketball. And my dad bought me this technical tape. It was a VHS, and it was Cheryl Swoops. It was called Swoops on Hoops. Swoops on Hoops. <laughs> and it, Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. And I used to sit there and practice. I had that in a Wayne Gretzky tape. I did that for my ice hockey. So I used to sit there in my living room. We had, like, hardwood floors. I would, like, practice my dribbling and, and all that. So uh, I have to credit Cheryl with um, my basketball Life back back when um, yeah. So number three, Misha Tate. Say what you want about Misha Cupcake Tate, but I think she's a beast and she's a sweetheart on top of it. Um, I remember watching the show where it was like Misha Tate's team and Ronda Rousey's team, and Ronda Rousey was such a baby. And ever since I saw that show, and like I know she's good. Like, she's a freaking jujitsu master. Just has heart, and it just makes you want to love her. And she beat Holly Holm, who beat Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey broke Misha Tate's freaking arm. And I give her credit, and she's she's a tough cookie. She's a tough cupcake, that Misha the Cupcake Tate. She's right. a tough cupcake. <laughs> uh, number two, Mia Hamm. I played nice. a little bit of soccer, but when Mia Hamm came out, Every girl in the world wanted to be a soccer star, go in the Olympics, play for the USA, and, and be Mia Hamm. She was just so quick, and she was so little. I, I just, when I was younger, I just wanted to be, like, short and fast, and I was tall and super slow. My coach actually said I was slower than molasses um, in basketball, but I, I quickened up. But, but Mia Hamm was so short and fast, and she was all over the field, and she was just the face of soccer. Back in the day, so me and him. All right, number one. She's my favorite. She had my number. She was a pitcher and a first baseman because this chick was six one. Jenny Finch for wow. USA softball team. Um, yeah, she was just a beast. And I was actually talking to my niece, Duck's best friend, Gracie, tonight, and she said she met Jenny Finch. And Gracie's like 
three foot nothing. And she's like, she's so tall. <laughs> and uh, she's just an inspiration. Like, I, I don't know. She's just a beast. That whole team was back in the day. I used to watch them every time they were on. And um, softball is my thing. I love softball. So Jenny Finch, number one. That's my top five. That is. Uh, wow. I mean, I know I, I know I mock. I know I make fun. That is an amazing list. It's a beautiful list. I know we talked about how hard this might be, but it really wasn't that hard. Uh-uh. And you nailed just a, a perfect list. i got to tell you, incredible tonight. Um, Cheryl Swoops is phenomenal. Loves her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, she didn't make my list is I'm a little embarrassed. However, I do have a top five list as well of my own. And um, see if it's as good as Jules. I'm going to go with a tie at number five. Ooh. And a tie for a reason because they're both from the same sport, and I love them both the same. I love them both for their, well, you know, Serena Williams and Maria <laughs> Sharapova. Um, and, you know, maybe I went with looks as a little bit of my criteria, but you got to put a whole package together. Athleticism, looks, uh, charisma, selling the game. And these two really do sell women's tennis. Um and Serena is just amazing, a phenomenal athlete. Maria is also a great athlete within her sport as well. Two of them get big props. I love them both. Tie for number five. Number four, the late, the great, probably the greatest Olympian female, in my opinion, of all time, Florence Griffith Joyner. She was known as Flojo. Stylish. She created her new outfit with the one leg in, one leg out. She had speed and power and she was such an amazing track and field star a beautiful woman a beautiful soul we lost her too early she was just the greatest one of my favorite athletes of all time watching her in the olympics really made me have an appreciation for female sports number four florence griffith joiner <coughs> excuse me aka flojo number three this one's a little unique speaking of olympics a woman i love a woman i adore i like her look i like her style Cheryl Bernard, the captain of the 2010 Canadian women's curling team. Wow. Curling, that's right. <laughs> yep, curling, that event where they throw the big uh, big tube down and they brush at it and it stops kind of like an ice shuffleboard. Cheryl Bernard was like the first noticeable character in that, and there was a lot of hype about her in the Olympics. Beautiful, very mom-like type woman, but just a great athlete and a great captain. Really led that team. It was a phenomenal team. The Canadians really owned it. It was their sport. And Cheryl Bernard just kind of stuck out to me. I said, you know what? I just love that woman. And when Jules said we're going to do that list, popped right in my head. Number two, a young lady that I really admire. I think her work is tremendous. And I see her trick shots and everything she does. Michelle Wee, a phenomenal female golfer. I noticed some... I know there's some eye candy female golfers like Natalie Golbus, and, you know, that's another show for another time. But when you just want to talk pure art and pure magic in female golf, mm. Michelle is amazing. And um, she is she had this, Oh, she's something. She had this video of trick shots and, and just paddling the ball in the end of the, of the club. Amazing. Great to see her at number two. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, bust out the streamers, the hats, the balloons, the fireworks, me and Jewel Tatey have tied. We have got the same number one. The amazing, what? beautiful, the incredible Jenny Finch is at number one. Get I out. love Oh, I love Jenny Finch. To watch That's her interview, awesome. the big smile, the Aww. but the athleticism, the pitching, mm-hmm. the hitting, that she could play different positions. She was like the face of USA softball mm-hmm. for such a long time, and she was just so amazing. And they used to joke around about her playing – uh, men's ball, and I don't know if she could pitch like that for men's ball, but 
it didn't matter. Jenny Finch was such a sensational athlete. And again, when you said we were doing top female athletes, popped right in my head Jenny Finch before anybody. And when you said it was your number one, I just got floored. I didn't want to spoil it then. That's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. And she is I mean, beautiful. I'll give you that. She is like drop dead gorgeous, Jenny Finch. Absolutely. I said she just has such a style and a charm and a, and a smile. And she's just so all American. And she's just such a stud in her sport, you know. Yes, she's and, a beast. Absolutely, and just wow, that that that's our top five. Amazing, Joel, congratulations! You actually got good enough to time me for a change. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's go back down each other's list. Jules' top five was number five, Lisa Fernandez. Number four, the gorgeous Cheryl Swoops. Number three, the badass Misha Tate. Number two, kind of forgotten about, but a ter- tremendous soccer player, Mia Hamm. Number one, somebody named Jenny Finch. I think I heard that name before. <laughs> Jeff's top five, a tie at number five, the tennis queens, Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova. Number four, the late great Florence Griffith joiner, Flojo. Number three, kind of a dark horse here, the curling master, Cheryl Bernard. Number two, Goffings, Michelle Wee. And number one, again, Miss Jenny Finch. Jewel, amazing work. Good list on both ends. I'm impressed. Right? <laughs> Great list, and uh, so you were a softball player as, as a kid. Were you a big athlete? Did you like, you know, getting involved in that stuff? Oh, huge! I yeah, I played um, since I was three t-ball, and then I played uh, grade school. I played uh, varsity high school ball, and then I hurt my arm. I hurt my elbow. I got tendonitis in my elbow when I was sixteen. Um, I really wanted to play for Penn State, but I had to settle for club softball because the tryout was a hundred girls we were walk-ons and they picked one senior out of a hundred girls and it only lasted an hour the whole tryout so wow. it was like near to impossible I mean Penn State's D1 so um you know I played club for a little bit and then my studies just got in the way but I love softball I I was on a team before uh I got this gig at the stoop here so um yeah I I, I love softball and basketball totally but um Kind of um, better at softball. <laughs> it's great. Just stuck with softball because uh, now you've landed here at the stoop, you poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get so into some, uh, let's get into what we like to call points of discussion or topics of discussion or stuff we're going to talk about. I was buried in my TV last night watching football, so I really didn't give a rat's ass. So last night was the Emmy Awards, the 67th Emmy Awards. Um, you know the the typical. Award show, Jewel. Did you watch any of the uh, any of the Emmys last night? Are you a award show fan? Um, I, yeah, I like watching the award shows. I just, I don't know. I get into all that. Um, I especially liked the Emmys last night because I was familiar with and watched most of uh, the shows. Um, so, and my favorites won. Handmaid's Tale is so good. Like, if you start it, you would binge the whole thing. I, I really, it deserved every award it got. Um, Elizabeth Moss won. For, and um, sorry, lead actress for that, and uh, and Big Little Lies for the limited series. Big Little Lies was so good and had so many good people in it. And Alexander Skarsgård, Eric from True Blood, he won. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was really funny. But the whole show was good. I mean, I didn't see. I can't say that because I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> what I watched was pretty good because I saw like Jane Fonda and Dolly Parton and Lily Tomlin come out. I love those late and Carol Burnett was there and she's just oh my god, Carol Burnett, 
And uh, oh, Julie, Julia, I can't talk tonight, Jeff. I don't know Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Louis yeah. Dreyfus. Yeah. Six time winner for Veep. Um, so she needs to stop it and and give other people a chance. But um, yeah, it was good. Oh, and Black Mirror won for um, the episode, the death episode. Black Mirror so good. And uh, and Westworld and Stranger Things didn't win, even though they were, uh, you know, targeted to win or, or whatever. But yeah, t- uh, Stranger Things and Westworld didn't win. So, uh, yeah, I, I like those shows. So, what do you think? I, I got to tell you, and you're going to be shocked by this. And uh, you know, I kind of hope the, the wife is listening. I loved Big Little Lies. Uh-huh. Got me into it. I loved Nicole Kidman one for actress. Alexander won for actor. There's this big story about how they kissed right in front of Keith Urban. Yeah, <laughs> she what? Wanted... Oh, I know. This is it's a oh. huge uproar. I mean, she's beautiful. Well, they're both and like he's, European. He's... Yeah. I'm as straight as an arrow, but he's beautiful. They're just beautiful people. <laughs> but yeah. that show was well, great. He played, he played such an asshole on that show. Oh, yeah. And she was as you know, she went from scorn to battling back to you know what, screw it, I'm gonna live my life. It, it was a good show, and like you said, a lot of people were in there. Reese Witherspoon, of course, and just a a great cast, and that was a good show. And I'm happy they they took home a lot of brass. Um, outstanding comedy going to Veep, stunning. I like Joey Louis Dreyfus from her Seinfeld days. I absolutely hate Veep. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. it. It's terrible, yeah. terrible, and I, I was shocked. They. You know, they seem to be going more towards the females, and a lot of people said, oh, you know, women power, and that's fine. Hey, I don't care who wins, but i got to express my opinion. I think Veep was a major shocker. Um, But, yeah, all in all, you know, good from what I read. I I won't watch because they get too political, and I don't need my celebrities being political. You know, I want you to act. I want you to be funny or, or sing or dance or whatever it is you do. And you get yeah. paid a lot of money to do it. So don't tell me who to vote for for president. That was that was bad. Oh, and uh, I wanted to talk. Ann Dowd won for best supporting actress. She is such a nice lady, and she's been acting for so long. And two good shows that she was in: The Leftovers and Handmaid's Tale. And she was crazy, bad shit crazy in both. And she deserved that. Um, I saw her at the Leftovers panel in New York last year, and she's just. She's a great actress. I'm glad she won it. And she started crying. It was so sweet. But Yeah, but they, they got way too you. political. Yeah. No, there's no good. room for, you know. I'm not trying to say that they're not people with intelligence and minds and thought process. But, you know, I I don't tune into TV to get overly political. I mean, I watch a football game. And, you know, I'll watch award shows at times and all. But I save the politics for shows like Face the Nation and, and that kind of stuff. And that's why you won't hear it here on the stoop. We just don't do it. Try to be fun and have nope. fun. Nope. Joel Tady's over there drinking more light. And I'm over here drinking Lagunitas Socket to me. So we're drinking it up. And we're having a blast. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. I love and that company. <laughs> <laughs> I love that company. I love their brand. I love their like little dog logo. I just hate the beer. And act like that just didn't get said right here in the stoop. Um, <laughs> I wish I liked it. The last it's 30 cool. Seconds. <laughs> I got to acquire the taste for the IPAs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it takes time. It definitely takes time. But, you know, I didn't jump on it right away. Now I'm a massive fan. Uh, speaking of things I'm a massive fan of, a little bit of heartbreak yesterday. Very tough loss 
for our boys in green to fit off the Eagles. Went out to Kansas City, mm-hmm. played arguably the best team in the league right now, the Kansas City Chiefs. Gave it their all. Seen to fall apart in the fourth quarter. Right after that, the Dallas Cowboys had their little Texas rear end kicked up and down the field by the Denver Broncos. Jewel, let me ask you a question. Tougher to watch the Eagles lose, or did it make you more happy watching Dallas get destroyed yesterday? I mean, everyone likes to see Dallas lose. Um, that Eagles game was frustrating. <laughs> I was, like, in and out. I couldn't even – every time – I don't know. So I get superstitious, like, if I'm in the room and it's like a fumble or something, I have to go out of the room and I just get really weird. I think I'm doing it personally. So uh, it was just frustrating <laughs> to watch. And then I saw the uh, interception. And it was just sloppy-ish at the end. But, um, yeah, I'm no expert. How were your thoughts on the game, Jeff? Well, uh, you know, a little sloppy, but given like everybody in the NFL and, and the experts around the NFL are, are praising the Chiefs as like being yeah. the best team in the league. They got a lot of great players. I got to see the Eagles did a great job of stopping the likes of Tyreek Hill. Uh, they stopped Kareem Hunt for most of the game. He had some late action. Fourth quarter really seemed to be the fall apart, and that's where a guy like Wentz will learn, and that's where your, some of your young defensive players will learn. Um, but I got to tell you, as, as hard as that was to swallow, I didn't have the highest hopes for the Eagles this year. I think they'll be a middle-of-the-road team. They're learning. Next year, we'll have a stronger product. But to watch a supposedly top-tier team like Dallas get ripped to shreds by Denver was beautiful. Their yeah. big hero, Ezekiel Elliott, couldn't get out of his own way. The, the immortal Dak Prescott couldn't complete a pass. They looked lousy. Denver went right through them. Denver's defense was ferocious. So to me, you know, you know a little something to help me go to bed at night. Made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> I'm glad you slept well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Eagles are still very much alive in the NFC East. They're one-on-one. Dallas is one-on-one. The Redskins are one-on-one after their win yesterday. The Giants come on tonight. And if the Giants win, it's four teams at one-on-one with the Eagles and Giants playing next week. So, you know, I'm not going to stretch your knowledge too far, Jewel, but it's early in the season. we got a lot of good games to go. We're going to be keeping up with the Eagles. Uh, we're not going to be talking about fantasy football because yesterday yours truly went one win and five losses. Yeah, embarrassing. <laughs> one and five. Embarrassing. I did terrible, too. Oh, it's moments like this that I'm glad that John's not here because I would never hear the end of such a day. But, again, even for us, it's early in the season yet. Yeah. It's 822, a few moments away from Tawana Smith. We're going to talk a lot of stuff. It's actually a little bit of a branching from us. We're going to go from celebrity and to sports and some sports knowledge and, and stuff like that. We're going to skip to a uh, another topic real quick. This one may go a little quicker than some of the other ones I have lined up. All-Star Music Group, The Gorillas. Now you'll know them for songs like Clint Eastwood, Feel Good Incorporated, uh, an all-star band, and their shtick always was kind of Japanimation, like uh, anime. Um, and they never actually showed the members of the band. Well, this past weekend, they did a show with a live act, no cartoons, no graphics, the actual performers. And some people said it was kind of weird. Didn't really recognize the band, didn't really have a good feel for the band. Do you think this is them just trying to change it up a little bit? Does it change the way this band is? Or you know, What do you think of the Gorillas? I mean, I like them as a group, and art is art, so everyone has to reinvent themselves at one point or another, um, but they, their whole point in the beginning was let the music speak for itself, like, we're going to put the cartoon faces, you don't need to see our freaking faces, and that's what 
um, Sia Fuller did too. Like she, she came out before and, and she showed her face and she, you know, she had some great songs, but then she went and put this wig on because she's like, it's not about me. It's the music, it's art. And that's her thing right now. But you know what today is? September 18th in 1983, Kiss went public without their makeup. Fantastic. Fantastic drop in. (laughs) That's amazing because, you know, it's been well known on the show that I grew up with Kiss. My brothers were massive Kiss fans. I grew up a Kiss fan. And um, that was a a little tidbit I had forgotten. And, you know, when you get to be an old man like me, young bucks like Jewel have all that knowledge and they read more and are more patient and they come up with these booming pieces of information. And that's awesome. That's a dynamite drop in. But, uh, But I agree. There does come a time when the gimmick steps back a little bit. And there's gimmicky guys out there. There's Buckethead. I mean, come on, a, a bucket of chicken. Dead mouse. You know, a dead mouse. Um, again, the gorillas. You know, the the even Lady Gaga, remember, she used to come out with very strange costumes, outfits. Mm-hmm. But a couple of times, you just got to be proud of who you are. This is me. This is my music. You know, and Lady Gaga has pretty much changed the way society looks at her, because she is an attractive woman. She's a very strong presence when she performs. Her music is, in many people's eyes, good. I'm not a huge fan, but... And reinvent, there's nothing wrong with reinventing herself. There's really not, nope. as me and you sit here on the radio and hide our faces behind oh. uh, <laughs> studios. Uh, I'm not going to speak for which one of us. One of us is somebody who whose face you should see more of, and one of us should stick to radio. I'll let you decide who that is. Oh, Jesus. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> giving, giving her we props. Fa- and she's okay we both me. have faces <laughs> for radio. That's just <laughs> it. <laughs> no, you do not. You've got a face for celebrity. I've got a face for radio with a bag over my head. No, I'm kidding. I'm I got, I got, I, no, no. I'm not going to say another bad thing about myself because it just, <laughs> it just comes back to bite me in the end. So <laughs> never mind. It will. We say that stuff for about the nine fifteen, nine thirty yeah, hour. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> when. That's when we. That's when we, just make fun of ourselves. That's when we pick on each other, etc. But um, yeah. Again, and like I said, like we we have uh, Tawana coming on tonight, and one of her things is you know, teaching athletes and and people to sell themselves as a brand. You know, market yourself. So when some of the reviews came back about the gorillas and how awkward the show was. And how some of their regular fans were weirded out by it, but some of the kids were like, hey, who are these guys? I like it. I think it's different. I always wanted to, you know, obviously you can look them up, know who they are, and see them, and see the bands they've all played for, know what they look like. But on stage, it was kind of neat to finally have these guys actually do it like a regular band. Did, did you see their faces? I, no, I didn't see their faces. Yeah. What do they saw, look like? Uh, uh, guys. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they they kind of look like you know your your typical Archie type band guys, uh, maybe British rockers if you will. Um, okay. Nothing really, yeah, nothing overwhelming. But emo kids. At the same time, right? Yeah, nothing. At the same time, nothing horrible. Like you know, like oh my god, I see where they hide. Um, yeah. Unlike Gene Simmons, who's this Amazonly ugly man. So I see why he he, he hid behind makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sia, she's she's a little older, but I don't think she she's ugly at all. Like she's so I don't know, she's just amazing. Her voice just does all the talking, so I guess it doesn't matter. Like Gorillaz put out great music, so it really doesn't freaking matter, you know. 
Agreed. I, I agree. Um, sneak this one here as we expect uh, to want in a moment. An article from Breaking News 365 came out a couple of days ago announcing that Reese's would end production of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup November 1st. No! Now, exactly, but according to some fact check articles, it appears that that is a hoax. How badly would you panic if Reese's Peanut Butter Cup was gone? Me personally, or you? Yeah. Oh, me, you, you personally. I, mean, I know me. I, I nuts. <laughs> you would have gone nuts? See, my nephew is the peanut butter king, my nephew Brian. Like, he, that's all he eats is peanut butter growing up. He had a Reese's peanut butter cake. He's, I, I just spoke to him, and he said he panicked and was going to buy in bulk. That's how much this kid eats Reese's. But he's a, he's a beast. He's, he's not no chub-a-mub. But, no, he's obsessed with Reese's. And it reminded me of, like, Zombieland. Where Woody Harrelson goes for the Twinkies because it's the end of the oh. world and he can't find a Twinkie. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I could deal with them. I love Reese's Pieces. That's my twist. Do yeah, you love Reese's? Uh, I, I like Reese's Cups. I can tolerate Reese's Pieces. Uh, and when I saw this thing, I'm like, holy hell, i got to go out and buy every last piece of Reese's item on Earth because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now they got the, the four-pack, which I love because – certain wife likes to steal a couple and now I still have two left after she steals two. And she knows she does. Actually, last time I brought him a four-pack, she ate three of them. So. <laughs> Way to put her on blast. God. Oh, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to put oh, women geez. on blast. Oh, I but... am. <laughs> I'm a sweetheart. But it won't be Halloween without Reese's Cups. Just no way. And they're commercials. Agreed. It just makes it Halloween time for us all. Oh, I absolutely agree. I, you know, I couldn't possibly live without. Um, let's go to our guest right now and uh, let's get her on here with the stoop. We're on with Tawana Smith. Tawana, welcome to the stoop. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Tawana. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. Great. Thank you so much for being on. Ooh, yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely welcome, and we're we're so happy to have you. Uh, you know, we always like to mix it up here in the stoop. We do usually music and and um, and movies, etc. But we love sports. I'm a sports junkie here, so we like to get uh, people on here to talk about sports as well. If you don't mind, we're going to jump right into some questions. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I'm ready to All go. Right, terrific. Excellent. So um, you were a standout basketball player at Ole Miss, uh, but you also got your degree from Ole Miss, and which uh, you know led you to your new career. Uh, how hard was it to juggle athletics and academics? I mean, Joel was just talking about how hard it was. How hard was it for you to be an athlete and a scholar at the same time? You know, it was very difficult. Um, you know, you've got to put those life skills to use, um, you know, really early. Um, you are there to, you know, get your education first and foremost, but the athletic side of things, especially at the Division One level, takes up an incredible amount of time. And so um, you have to juggle things. And, and, you know, college students do want uh, a social life. So there are a lot of things going on, and you've got to be good at all of them. So, you know, it was difficult, but it was fun at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I know some of my friends who played D1 um, track for Penn State, they would just have, 
you know, two practices a day, they would get up at 5 a.m. and run the stadiums. And it was just so hectic. Like, it was hard to find time to hang out with them. Um, but uh, right. how, how was your social life in college? Did you have fun still? <laughs> I did. I did. You know, I did. I had a good time. You know, what you find on most campuses is that, uh, you know, the sports teams and the different athletes across the sports are very close-knit. Uh, you know, because we all understand the grind, we speak the same language, right? So, um, wow. you know, it's it, you know, it, it, you find time to, to have fun. Um, it's just sometimes difficult, I think, for a regular student to try to to grasp being good at all of those things. So, you know, it's a unique experience, but usually we're used to it. You know, we've done this our entire lives. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It, it definitely takes a special kind of person to be able to juggle all that. And you know, I've been leading up to the show talking for days about just how amazing a woman you have to be. And we're, that's why we're so excited to have you. Um, tell us about your sports management company, uh, the athletes nexus. Um, yeah. What is the, what is the goal and what are you trying to accomplish for athletes out there and, and what do you hope to gain and what do you want people to know about the athletes nexus? Yeah. So, um, it's a sports marketing and business management company that I created. I'm not an agent, uh, but I am the person on an athlete's team uh, who helps them manage their off-the-court and off-the-field lives. You know, it's, it's a lot. You know, really, professional athletes must run their lives like businesses. And so I think that they need just as much attention to those things as they have, you know, for their sport. They have trainers, they have coaches, they have agents and media and things of that nature. But a lot of times some of their other life skills sort of fall between the cracks and how to manage their business, how to give back to their communities and how to create and elevate their brands. And so those are the things that we focus on, branding and promoting athletes. And our goal and our, our mission really is to help them become not just better athletes, but better businessmen, better citizens, better role models, so that they can transition smoothly into the next quarter of their lives. I think that, you know, focusing on those things will help us decrease those statistics of athletes, um, you know, that struggle, that struggle when they're going playing. So wanted to take a different approach to helping them, um, you know, in hopes of in, advancing the game. Right, and it's, that's so important. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Jeff. I was, I was just going to say, being a, a guy that watches so much sports, and, and, you know, you have these young kids. They come into so much money. They come into so much right. fame. You know, and it goes both ways. Like some people say, ah, oh, the black athlete, the white athlete. It doesn't really matter. When you hand young people all this money, it's got to overwhelm them. And this is why I was so excited to talk to you. i got to know about all your angles. Uh, name some of the athletes that you've come in touch with already and some of the athletes that you're helping along the way. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I've worked with, you know, some, some uh, NBA household names, Jeremy Lin, uh, who I know has a very unique yeah. following. You know, Desmond Mason. I'm working with, um, you know, Adrian Clem now, who um, three-time uh, Super Bowl champ, uh, former coach at uh, UCLA. Um, you know, I, I come in contact with individuals and athletes, former and rookies, you know, just all across the spectrum. Uh, like you say, from different walks of life, but we all, you know, they all go through the same thing, you know, and you said a key word that they're kids. They're just young kids who are coming out of college yeah. and they're trying to learn how to balance a, a checkbook and they're playing with millions. You know, it's almost like Monopoly money. Um, and sometimes sure. we don't really think about 
give these young athletes credit for, you know, what that must be like to make the same mistakes we've all made when we started out to just, you know, make them in the spotlight, you know, with the whole yeah. world watching. So, yeah, 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 it's interesting. I want to ask you, because it probably happened um, once or twice, but did you ever, you know, obtain a client and then he just went down the wrong path, like just didn't take your advice and and, and wasn't a success story? Yeah, but, you know, there have been, uh, you know, situations that I've walked away from client relationships. Yeah. We've had to terminate the relationship because, you know, um, I've realized that, you know, they weren't at a place to try to believe in, number one, what we're trying to accomplish. And there are some, you know, they are still young adults. You know, they're open to, to make any decision that they'd like, and some of them don't buy into it because they can't see that far down the road, you know. They can't right. understand the value of starting out strong so that they can finish stronger. You know, they think they're invincible. They'll mm-hmm. be able to play and earn this level of income forever. Um, and many of them don't don't ever invest in anything else beyond being a good athlete. That's where all their time goes, practice and, and getting their body in place. And truthfully, the game has an expiration date. You will not be able to play forever. And unfortunately, there are several athletes that just don't think that far ahead. And I have come across some of them. There's been some athletes that I've set in, you know, initial meetings that I've, I've you know, we're not going to, it's not going to be a good fit for us. You know, yeah. I want to help You've got to buy into and commit to the system and do the work. You know, you've got to you've got to do the work so that I can hold you accountable. I want to prepare my clients so that you know one day they don't need me because they have good habits and, and good processes in place. And I can't do that if they don't buy into the system. Right. Yeah, it's a brilliant way of looking at it. Um, especially, it, it comes to heart here. In, you know, we're right outside the Philadelphia area, and. Anybody that follows basketball will know how much hype is going on behind the Sixers. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, all these young kids, but young kids that have already struggled with the money and big injuries. You know, how how serious, you know, if you could talk to young kids, how serious do they have to consider injuries ruining their career? Oh, it's very serious. And, you know, I've experienced that firsthand as a junior in high school. I was, uh, you know, very highly recruited. I was one of the top uh, girls basketball players in the state of Arkansas. And I suffered a season-ending injury three or four games into my junior year. And it was devastating. Wow. Yeah. I was too prepared for a young athlete to deal with that mental uh, letdown of not being able to play a game that they love. And so, um, but I'm grateful that I tell people all the time that was the best and worst day of my life. Worst, obviously, because I couldn't play, but it was the best day because I was able to, um, you know, I was forced to look at myself as something more than an athlete. I was forced to think about what else I would do because I saw firsthand the game could be taken. Um, it, it, is, it is a very important consideration, and it was part of the motivation for my book, um, as well as a coaching system that I will release in November for athletes called Surviving the Lights Athlete Coaching System. Um, I want to help, um, you know, teach and coach, so to speak, athletes and their families about preparing for the business side of the sport, even as young as high school age, you know. Um, if you develop those habits of handling your business, learning about what the transition will be like at the college level, learning from the stories that you see in the news, not just reading them for entertainment, but really taking lessons from the mistakes that other athletes have made, you know, you'd be in a better position to survive the life, you know. Yeah, so, and you, and um, you never – Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, you, you think it would never happen to you, you know? And I, I got injured uh, my sophomore year of high school, and it was just so devastating. It's like, yeah. what else is there for me? Like, that's all I wanted to do right. in my life was play D1 and, and – and just have right. this sport in my life forever, and it's just not realistic, or at least it wasn't for me. Um, right. But can you can you tell us more about your book? Um, I just want to read yeah. the title for the audience. It's Surviving the Lights, a Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoiding the Curse. And, and what, what is the curse? Yeah, well, you know, I think the curse that comes with being a star athlete, being a public figure, getting the scrutiny and the pressure, the added pressure that the media and um, everyone else puts on you the high expectations. Um, a lot of athletes aren't able to deal with all of those things. Um, they aren't. They aren't able to juggle them. Um, and what I like, and I think in part because they're not prepared. They're not prepared for that. And we know that it comes, you know, with the territory. And so, um, what I wanted to do with the book is take a proactive approach to getting some information in front of young athletes and their families. I wanted to try to change their mindset at a young level. It's not just about the money, right? You're not just playing this game to get the big contract and get the check. Uh, because we see how often um, athletes are, you know, broke in just a few years of, of you know, playing their sport. It's not yeah. the money. You couldn't make enough money to replace knowing what to do with it. And I think that sometimes we overlook the areas that really ruin careers, like the way athletes carry themselves, the way that they interact with others, the way that they prepare for the rest of their lives. And so those were the areas that I wanted to focus on. Again, sometimes we get too consumed with the contract and the money, and we don't look at just the, you know, carrying yourself as a, a decent human being and how important that is to your long term. <laughs> so, yeah, I created this, this the book in more of a self-help type uh, uh, format to be very, very easy to read, easy to go through in just a couple of days. But it touched on various topics like, you know, dealing with your family. How do you choose an agent? Um, dealing with people of the opposite sex. As we see in the news every day, you know, athletes are making mistakes handling those type of decisions. And mm -hmm. I wanted to give them some insight and some guidance to help them survive their life so that those aren't the things that ruin their careers. That's so smart. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that, that really is. It, it's it's amazing to hear. Um, we, we've touched on this, but... I'm going to ask you, you know, in general, um, if you can give one or two perfect pieces of advice to young athletes right now, what would be one or two of the absolute biggest things you could teach a young athlete right now? Right, right. Two things. Uh, two things, two things. Oh, man, there's so many. Let's see. Let's <laughs> Pressure's see. on. Um, you know, one, I would say invest in a second skill. You know, yeah. figure out what else you're good at outside of being an athlete because you'll need to depend on that at some point. So, yeah, my first piece of advice, invest in a second skill. Um, my second piece of advice is to invest in financial literacy. You know, study on some basic financial topics, understand what they mean and how, how they will affect you, you know, as a pro and in life, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Investing that second skill and learn about finances. Very well, important. And um, you know, I again I'm not trying to <laughs> but I, I took I took classes with 
um, Penn State footballers, you know, and, and these kids, they would, they would take, like, I was in a lot of art and music classes, and it seemed that they just took classes to just skate by. Now, I, I, I just think it's so smart, and yeah. they're investing in themselves to take these finance classes. Um, when did you decide that, that you were going to go that route with, with your college career? Uh, as far as, um, as far as like, the, the, yeah, the financial side. Right, right. Um, yeah, actually when I was very young, you know, I grew up like a lot of athletes, um, you know, single parent home, although my parents co-parented better than, you know, they, anyone I could think of. So I didn't really feel the effect of having an absent parent, so to speak, but we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, the way my parents saved money was, you know, um, to, to put what was left over after bills were paid in a cup on top of the refrigerator. But it made me wonder, how did people earn these large sums of money and how did they keep it? And so I was fortunate enough to use basketball to have my education paid for. And that was what I wanted to learn about. I wanted to learn about business. I wanted to learn about financial topics, Um, you know, and it just so happened that from my athletic experience, uh, that was the way that allowed me to stay close and connected to the game by teaching other athletes about their finances. But, you know, I knew at a young age that I wanted to learn about business and money and how it worked and what was the market. You know, I heard these terms, but they didn't make a lot of sense to me because my parents weren't able to practice, you know, those financial um, techniques, right? I I wasn't able to learn them that way. They worked hard. We just didn't have a lot of money. Um, So that was always a topic of interest for me, yeah. Awesome. Um, So here's, you know, as much as we like serious talk on the stool, we also like to have fun and, and laugh and play around. So I'm going to put you on the hook on a spot just a little bit. Okay. Give me, <laughs> all right, give me one athlete right now playing or recently retired. Give me one person that you'd love to get your hands on, shake them a little bit and say, look, take my Ooh. advice and go down this path. Give us one guy or, or female that you think you can – or you think needs a little bit of uh, Tawana Smith straightening out? <laughs> right. You know, I could probably name every single athlete that I've ever worked with or talked with. <laughs> um, one of my favorites is Sonny Weems, who's now a um, former NBAer, um, EuroLeague high level. Now he's in China uh, this season. So I'll say Sonny Weems. I, I could all, he could always okay. use a good shaking up. <laughs> well, you you answered that so easily too. <laughs> you had it right uh, there. Sonny, um, you're gonna... you. Oh my god! Sorry, uh, I was gonna say. Speaking, you say you played in China. You played in Europe um, for a lot of your career. How does it differ from playing in the U.S.? Um, you know, I think that it definitely gives you perspective when. You know, if you're looking at things from a, uh, you know, materialistic standpoint, I guess, you know, obviously um, it it shows you that you can be happy without having a lot of money, you know. Um, But the sports fans are like crazy. They are diehard, even for women's basketball. I know sometimes there's a, a large disparity in the support that women's basketball receives here. Uh, but overseas is crazy. I mean, they are literally loyal. I don't care if you're losing. I don't care. They are diehard fans in Europe. So that part of it, um, I definitely do miss. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I, like I 
love Love and Basketball, the movie. I'm sure you've seen it, but they they treated yeah. her like a queen over there. But but she wasn't happy. Did that? Did that? Was that the same for you? You know, I um I had moments of being homesick, uh, but I've mm. always had an open mind. And so I went in and I tried to learn about every culture and every you know city and town that I lived in. And so, you know, it didn't get me down as much. You know, with technology, I could Skype home. And, you know, it wasn't like actually being there. But there were ways to keep in touch with my family. But, you know, those ways do come from now, you know, now and again. And I do think it takes a special player to be able to play internationally, you know, because you've definitely got to be mature enough to handle being away from your loved ones. Um, So, yeah, there were moments of being homesick. um, But all in all, it was a great experience. That's awesome. Yeah, you're you're kind of representing uh, your country as well as yourself uh, when you go overseas. That's got to be something that's pretty impressive. Um, real quick, a couple names of athletes that uh, you idolize or athletes that you've always admired or, or women in sports that you've admired. Who are some of your favorites? Uh, let's see. I love Lisa Leslie when it comes to uh, WNBA. Yes. Very mm-hmm. outspoken. I think she is a class act. Um, and so I really, I really love her um, and her personality. Um, Insight. Um, oh man, there's so many. Um, I am so hard. <laughs> yeah, where do I start? I, I am a um, a fan of uh, LeBron James. Um, obviously, okay. I do. I love his, his boldness, um, so to speak, and his his confidence and. You know, against it takes a special person to stand against some of the backlash, and that comes with being a star athlete. So I do love the boldness he has to, um, you know, articulate whatever it is he believes in. Um, and you know, even even football, I'm just a fan. I think for those athletes that uh, stand, I love what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Um, you know, yeah. despite uh, you know not you know, being picked up by a team and for whatever those reasons are, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think that his courage is something to be admired because all of these athletes have an incredible platform, right? They can use their voice for whatever it is that they choose because people will listen. Um, and so I, I'm always in awe of those athletes that are willing to, you know, stand up and speak out and speak their mind and not be so politically correct, you know? Um, I think it takes a certain level of courage, and I, I really admire that. Absolutely. And the, the thing about Kaepernick, and he's gotten a lot of heat, but at the same token, he won't quit. He is going to try out right. and practice, work out. That's something we admire. Right. Did you ever find yourself on the short end of the stick, like you had to keep proving, or were you always just one of those athletes that just really had your game all together? Yeah, I, um, you know, I had a lot of things working against me. You know, I, I was, um, of course, with my knee injury, I, I suffered from little nagging, you know, things from that throughout my career um, that would sometimes keep me sidelined. I was undersized at my position, so, you know, that was usually an uphill battle. Um, and so, yeah, there were times where I had to, you know, fight against the odds in that aspect. I was usually the leader on every team because I'm usually pretty vocal. If you can't tell, I have the gift of gab. So um, <laughs> I love that. Vocal and yeah. so, right. so, you know, I always spoke for others and I always spoke up for my team and, um, you know, just 
just to make sure everyone was treated fairly, if they had a concern, they, they needed a voice. And if I could provide that for them, just like I do with my athletes, you know, and representing them, you know, that's what I aim to do. So, yeah, it comes with the territory. Excellent, excellent. So we're going to just review it for the people out there listening. Um, it is The company is the Athletes Nexus. Uh, you are the president, of course, Tawana Smith, a just a super intelligent woman. The book is Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoiding the curse. It's available on Amazon. Just look it up last night. So go out and get yourself a copy if you're a young athlete or you're a parent of a good athlete. Let them learn from somebody who's been there and somebody who's created a career out of it. Tawana, super intelligent, super nice. We can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and giving us all the insight here on the stoop. Yes, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. And please be on the lookout for my coaching system. It has the same name, Surviving the Life Athlete Coaching System, which will be available nationwide in November. And it's some really, really good insight for athletes at all levels to help them transition throughout their career. Um, and, again, my goal is to help them survive the life. So thank you. That's fantastic. And, you and get, we will definitely get... promote that in November, too, yes. as well. Right. As, as you get bigger, you. Which we know you will. Uh, we, you know, would you come back home with us another time? Yes, I would love to. I would love to. I enjoyed it tonight. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Oh, Jeff. Oh, did we lose Jeff? No, Jeff. we're good. I'm sorry about that. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, Tawana, thank you again for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. And thank you for coming on. Have yourself a great night. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was an outstanding interview. That was Tawana Smith, Jewel. Uh, Just as I expected. I expected a well-versed, well-spoken, intelligent woman, and she totally delivered, and she really has a grasp for what she's all about. What do you think? Yeah, she's super cool, and she knows exactly I just admire people like that who know exactly like where they're going, what they want. They're so good at what they do and she's helping people on top of it. And these young kids who need it the most, um, it's just crazy with these athletes and all the trouble they get into. Um, I know my nephew is a star football player on the Chamonix football team. And I told him, I'm like, you know what, Brian, a couple of years, I got this woman for you, Tawana Smith, and she's going to help you out with your career. But he, he, I just want to say, in the Chamonix football real quick, they had a game Friday night, and they won 32 nothing. And um, my, my nephew, Brian's a senior, and he kicked ass. So um, good job, Brian. That's awesome. So congratulations, Brian. Nice drop in, too. You know, we like we like local success stories here on the Stoop as well. Um Right near the end of uh, Tawana's interview, um, the studio exploded right, just a little bit. You know, it, it's part, it is party time in the studio. And when I show you the pictures of the beer and the little drum set, and I tell you me and Joe are throwing stuff at each other, uh, the wife is in the studio. Uh, her girlfriend, Maria, is here. Her uh, boyfriend, who is in a local band in Philly, and we're going to get him on the show soon. Um but they were here tonight checking out the studio, and we're all, you know, sitting around, and they wanted to come and, and hear Tawana Smith live and watch us live. Really, and it, it was great. It, it's fun having people here. And I know she's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I was just being so loud. And not on the stage. It's not the way we do things here. We, we had fun here. Yeah. 
We do. That was that was tons of fun. No, that was a, I thought that was a good interview. I loved it. I thought she was great. I, I really would have yeah. her on again. I liked everything she had to say, and, and it was just because you know, like I'm a sports junkie, you know that, and you love hearing the intellect from somebody who's been there and what, what they think it takes. And I really think a lot of these young athletes out there could take some of Tawana's advice yeah. and progress their career, you know, both financially and, of course, as an athlete. So thank you, Tawana. Outstanding. Another client from the amazing Rachel Dares, who is a Thank you, Rachel. Oh, Rachel's amazing. She's a PR whiz. And I invited her on. Let's see what she says. We want to talk. PR. We want to know what it's like oh, to be a public relation. Oh, yeah. I want to have her on as well. She is dynamic. She's all over the world. Every time you see her on, on Facebook or social media, she's traveling somewhere. She's on some show. She's promoting something. She's a worker, and I love it. She and is she a hustler and a half. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's bringing us great people. Uh, like I said, we had Tony Chen on, and now uh, Tawana Smith, and you know I don't want to um, Danielle Taylor. I don't want to forget anybody, but you know Rachel just brings great clients, and we Thank her for that, and we thank her for Tawana. An interview that I was excited for, and I thought it went even better than I was excited for. So that was great. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, stuff. now, now very, very good stuff. And now we go back to, uh, we're approaching the 9 o'clock hour. What we start doing at 9 o'clock is picking on each other. And uh, No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> story that I wanted to touch on. Um, and, and this one kind of gets me, and maybe, you know, when you talk about celebrities and, and athletes and the kind of trouble they can get into, and this is maybe something I should ask Tawana about, we didn't we didn't get the time. Uh, Kevin Hart. And we all know Kevin Hart, very popular, uh, Philadelphia guy. Uh, he came out and posted a video on social media the other day apologizing to his wife and his family about an alleged affair, and a woman obviously trying to extort him for money by slamming his name. Jewel, do you think that famous people are pretty much sitting ducks for this kind of stuff? And could you handle fame and people just throwing themselves at you? Do you think you could be a, a, an upstanding, trusting individual? I know it's a little different for women than men, but, but what do you think about all this? Um, yeah, I mean, it's inevitable with famous people, especially like Kevin Hart. He's going on tour. It's like an athlete. You know, they go to a different city every night and they have women throwing them at themselves. Me personally, I think I would just hide in the corner because I don't even know when guys are flirting with me. And that's God's honest truth. <laughs> um, but I think it's like the year of guys admitting their, their uh, indiscretions. Like Jay-Z came out with 444 him cheating on Beyonce. Like how do you cheat on Beyonce? How do you cheat on Beyonce? I don't you know, understand. I mean, I'm not trying it's to. I mean, yeah, like nobody is perfectly golden. People flirt. People have fun. You like looking at members of the opposite sex. And that's fine. But cheating on Beyonce is like I go out and I get this beautiful steak dinner. And meanwhile, I'm picking carrot sticks off somebody else's plate and said, eating the steak. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, he was, I mean, and then he admitted it. I don't know. I just think, I, I look ahead and I think his kids, his three kids are going to find that tape one day and be like, oh, daddy's an ass because he, he did this to mommy, <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's just horrible. But it, it took me back to, like, Kobe and, you know, with his wife and giving her the huge ring. And, and she just, she that bitch still just looked miserable no matter what size ring she had. And then Tiger Woods' <laughs> wife but Tiger Woods' wife made out great, and he just turned out to be, like, a mess. So, um, 
I, I think so anyway, just like publicly. I think he's, he's kind of a mess. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, he's become, Tiger Woods has become kind of a mess since that incident. And, uh, you know, Jay-Z is, he's never been on the stoop. And he's invited to come on the stoop. Someone ask him, like, if he gets bored. Always. You know, if I, could, if I could stop by his house sometime, if he's that bored of Beyonce, you know, I'd like to stop by and uh, talk <laughs> with her. I heard they bit. live in PA. <laughs> Didn't you hear they live in, like, the mountains? They have, like, a mountain house in PA. Really? Yeah. So I like maybe the mountain like her in her house. Oh my God! Maybe they have a studio we can use. I like, like it. A Beyonce style studio. I like it. I do. Okay. I would love that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, and there's a saying amongst guys, and this is going to make me jerkish. And oh, I looked God. at the stats the other day. I, I see that our listening audience is 60% male, 40% female. And I'm going to tell women, and more women need to lead, listen to this, because I give you the inside scoop of what your fellas talk about when they're not around. There's this joke that says no matter how beautiful a woman is, there's always one guy out there that is sick of, let's say, sleeping with her. And that's the ongoing guy joke. And I understand that. It's Beyonce's. It happened to Halle Berry. It happens to the most legendary of beautiful women. Some jerk. Mm-hmm. It's too good, running around. So listen, the lesson to celebrities is find yourself some nobody so they're so in awe of everything you have. If you find another celebrity, they're just going to be chasing everybody they can get their hands on. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, but Halle Berry and Beyonce, they're freaking busy too. Like, they're so busy. And they're busy. Like, the guys are busy because they have their own careers. So they're just busy and not being with each other. I mean, I'm not saying that's an excuse at all, but you know, I I get why Hollywood look at Josh Jamel and Fergie. Eight years, beautiful son. They just split this weekend. I mean it's just sad. I don't know what if there was any cheating rumors in that breakup, but I don't know. I mean, it's the love like I've been with Mike for nine years and it's just like I, you just care so much about the person. It it would like make you sick to think about being with anyone else is is my perspective so um yeah it's just sad i guess I, it's sad for kevin hart's family and his kids are probably like i don't know how old his kids are but they have to see it too it's like it's so embarrassing yeah i agree it, it's tough and you know you, you don't want to give anybody an excuse but like i said there's god when you're out on the road all the time and you're famous and everybody throws themselves at you you know i guess who knows Tough subject. Tough subject to discuss. Um, (laughs) But here I am discussing it. I'm yapping away about it, and and this is what it brings us to, the the discussions of who is who. That's what we're doing, Stu. Let me get back to to something, because I I didn't get the whole question out. And I wanted to hit this, because I wanted to... God, the language is wrong. I don't want to hit this. God. Right. Anyway, let's get back to something we talked about earlier. I wanted to hear your answer to the question. I didn't get a chance to get it out. We talked about the article from Breaking News 365 about the Reese's Cups. Oh, good, good, good. I wanted to get back we, to it. Yeah, we heard the Reese's Cups were not disappearing. It was a rumor. Jewel Titty, my question to you is, one food that you could not in your lifetime live without, any food. It doesn't have to be a name brand or it could be a name brand. It could be anything. Candy, food. One you can't live with. 
Without. I'm sorry. One you can't live without. You're going to think I'm a a really old lady. Um, but it, <laughs> it, it it has to be a tie because, first of all, it's breakfast. I, I cannot say breakfast, mind you. I usually say it weird. But breakfast food. <laughs> I have trouble <laughs> with that word. But it's Holy eggs. Moves. Eggs or honey bunches of oats. I cannot live without either one of those. I have to have them. If I don't have eggs in the morning, I have to have, like, honey bunches of oats. <laughs> leaving me. Thank you for He's enjoying leaving. the soup, everybody. <laughs> I'm I sound like a, like a 80-year-old woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me my honey bunches of oats. <laughs> Mm, I'll do my animal noises next. Oh, animal noises coming up. <laughs> give me a big bowl of fibroos and I'll be regular <laughs> all day. Are great. <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, you know, I, go out, uh, I love spinach. Uh, I like spinach. <laughs> I, go out on a, on a, I go on a pursuit of a co-host. <laughs> And when John said he was stepping down from the show, he said, not a problem. I'm going to go female. I'm going to get more women involved. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find this younger, upbeat, attractive female. And who do I get? Grandma eating five rows here at 9 o'clock at night on the stoop. What's going on? Wow, wow. Wow, wow. I'm kidding. Jewel's pretty amazing. I'm telling you. We've said it before. You go down and throw down a couple of beers with Jewel. We watch her get on a karaoke stage. We've got a rock star on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. She's something oh, else. <laughs> More than lucky to have her. Oh, but speaking of rock stars and music, oh, we never. Yeah, thank you. We never got my one, my one food. Yeah, what's your one food? Oh, and you know what? You just said breakfast, and God, bacon and eggs. Bacon. And, oh. <laughs> bacon. Oh, turkey bacon. <laughs> turkey bacon. Baby bacon. <laughs> In my baby voice. Uh, pizza. Pizza. I know pizza. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, that's why we're like uh, the most awesome platonic male-female combination ever because we we're starting to know each other's answers after eight measly episodes. It's like we already yep. know what each other's thinking, and that's the beauty of the stoop. Uh, but no, really, pizza. And I'm a pizza junkie. You know, everybody says ah, oh, mozzarella sticks, close second for me, but it's pizza. And nothing breaks my heart more than bad pizza because the missus she tries to stay away from pizza. She likes to eat healthier or better and pizza's not really the greatest thing for you but when I finally say hey let's get pizza tonight and she gets like this miracle where she says okay it's got to be good because if it sucks I mean it's basically you know it ruins my month <laughs> so favorite Philly it. pizza favorite Philly pizza is good uh, I'm going to tell you this one Grand Avenue Vince's pizza oh. Phenomenal. I've seen your face light up. Oh, my God. You know, maybe we'll do a live show one time from Vince's. We'll talk to Vince and see yep. if we could do a live show. Oh, my God, because... Well, they're open after folks, four, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I love... Uh, they're, they're brothers, right? Charlie's. That, that's my top. Charlie's. Uh, Charlie's was... I don't really know if I can go on the air and kind of discuss it. Charlie, I believe, was his dad. And there was oh, a... Okay. whole issue with the recipe and how it oh. got from here to there. Yeah, so that's really <laughs> none of my I business because I'm not. Yeah, I think I would take Charlie's over Vince's, though. They're Sicilian. I think it's pretty close. I, I love to, I grew up liking Charlie's, and we lived, got in, you know, I know a lot of you may not be from Philadelphia area. Anyway, we lived in, like, Huntington Valley, 
and we would drive like 40 minutes to Charlie's just to get the pizza. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it was just that worth it. Um, and some of the places, I don't know if you've ever been, you've ever been to Pika's in Upper Darby? Um, mm. Very famous. It's a square pizza. People compare it to Santucci's. Pika's been around for about 80 years. Matter of fact, um, Jimmy Fallon, it was featured on Jimmy Fallon's show. Um, it was brought to him by a Tina Fey. female actress. I was going to say, I don't want to say her name because she works on my nerves, but you said it. Tina Fey. Oh. <laughs> Pika, so it's, <laughs> and and Santucci's. Right. <laughs> Santucci's, well, I'm a big fan of Santucci's. So. Yeah. So, uh, I. I there was one where uh, Salerno's. I grew up in uh, Longcraft, and Salerno's was bang. I think it it took a dump on Santucci's all day long. It was just like a, a nicer crust. Yeah, I I love Santucci's, but it like hurts my teeth sometimes because the crust is gets a little hard. Because uh, I'm an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> when you you know oh when you put the dentures in the. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! But um, it's That's funny because I like my, you know. For those of you who are not near and never had it, St. Tucci's actually serves a square pizza. It's not a, it's not a Sicilian, but it's a square, and it's upside down. It's cheese on the bottom, sauce on the top. And I like mine really saucy. I like a lot of sauce. But, you know, because, uh, you know, my old man, Keith, i got to gum it. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, it's time to go already. You are killing me. I'm sorry. God, I can't be left, you know, unscripted because I'll just talk crap on myself unknowingly. A lot of people say, why don't you do a recorded show? Absolutely not. Live is beautiful. The things that come out of Jill Tatey's mouth. (laughs) Oh, my God. I told told my niece. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I told my niece, Duck, that I was going to do my seagull impression, and she fell on the floor laughing because she knows <laughs> my animal noises that I, that I always do. So again, I'm just get... talking crap on myself. Yeah. So can we, can we go to something right. else? <laughs> yeah. We're definitely getting the Jules animal noises for the night is over. Um, okay. <laughs> speaking, speaking of food real quick. And I said, we got a, we got a loaded studio tonight, but I can't get down on the loaded studio. Cause I actually had to give great thanks to my wife and her friend, Maria. They visited a local drinking hall tonight, the Humeville Inn. I'm going to give them free plug right here and show the Humeville Inn tonight and the wonderful chef, Mr. Matt Myers. I'm giving him credit tonight, too. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Monday night, is they do like a taco night. Tonight, they did bourbon chicken tacos Ooh. with uh, little crispies in them. And then they did a duck quesadilla, roasted duck quesadilla. And I'm going to tell you. Wow. Oh, Jewel, before you got in the studio, I housed it all. I didn't save any for you. You know. Cube. Waste. Oh, I ate within about five minutes. I had to see me scuffing it, knowing that the um, the vodka hog herself was on her way here. So made sure I, I chowed deserved down. it. Yeah. It was delicious. So props to the people at the Humeville Inn. You know, all this plugging we're doing, we have plugged, we, tonight we alone, we have plugged Vince's, Santucci's, Salerno's, Humeville Inn, uh, Pika's, uh, so Charlie's. a little revenue coming right. Charlie's. <laughs> so let's get some free pizza, let's get some free food, something, because yeah. we're plugging you nothing. Sponsor you know, that's, all <laughs> that's all we want. Me and, me and John went out to try and find sponsors, you know, for some financial increase of the show. Screw that, man. Send me a pizza. Yeah, I'd rather have pizza. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? I can find money. Pizzas are expensive. Pizza. Pizza are life is expensive. Delivered to this. One if we could have, oh my God, Vince's delivered, that would be amazing. Yeah. Soup Studio. <laughs> I'm not going to give out the address on the air. But, you know, we'll tell yeah. them where to deliver it. Yeah. Send all your future pizza requests to jperini at Stoop. Radio.com and let us know what pizza you're sending over and what night and uh, maybe we'll have a pizza off. That is a great idea. We'll go and we'll video sell ourselves at different pizzas in the Philadelphia area and pick the best. I'm down. Let's do I'm it. I'm down. We need That's to upload a YouTube right now. channel. Okay. Right now. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Me too there. Yeah, exactly. More more YouTube, more website, which we're working on, by the way. We're going to bring back www.stupidradio.com. And we yes. like to bring back our writing teams. We've got some talent. We've got some really talented writers that are just people, free-form thinkers that just do great work. And we're coming back to that real soon. We're doing this, though, now. Something you can get for free. Ten beautiful pieces of music enjoyed by us truly here at The Stoop. It's called What's on Your Playlist. <laughs> and the new theme song, What's on Your Playlist, brought to you by Joel King. I love That's it. So annoying. If you're new to the show, <laughs> if you're new to the show, what we do, me and Jewel take times going through our, our turns, not times, take turns, going through our music library. We play five songs. We tell you what we love about them. And uh, that's it. It's called What's on Your Playlist. And I'm going to be super gentleman tonight. After telling Jewel the little secret about for every good looking girl is a guy that's sick of having sex with her, I'm going to let Jewel <laughs> go first. <laughs> number five on What's on Your Playlist. <laughs> I just always get shit on here on the stair. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, God. You know what? I wasn't going to do this, but it's a good song. Can you hear it? I can hear it. To live somebody. Uh, Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. Uh, They're great. Who doesn't love the Bee Gees? They're just... Now, that's like, that's so, so sweet. That wasn't going to be, that wasn't like on the top of my, I hit play and it went to the next song, but to love somebody, Bee Gees, I like, I like a lot of the Bee Gees songs. A lot of it gets played out. Um, I had to dance to Night Fever in high school, mind you, in this like magenta pink sequins. Oh God, with tab shoes. I was like... <laughs> I was like the height I am now. I'm like 5'10", and this like magenta. I'm like, nah, fever, nah, fever. It was not a good look. But So I don't like Night Fever, but I like a lot of uh, BG. What's my favorite BG song? I like the one, um, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? That's that's a great one. But To Love Somebody, good... my, num- my number five. Yeah, that's Jeff. a good one. Um, man, God, next time you sing on the song will be your last time you sing on the, on the show. I rather. know. No, I'm no, kidding. Singer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so here we go. Um, kind of a weird one. That's the boys from Weezer, and the song is called "This Is Such a Pity." Um, and the timing of it couldn't have been better. Um, because listen to Jules singing, that was such a pity. Uh, you know. <laughs> It. Is, this is such a pity by Weezer. Funny how this ended up on my um, on my uh, library. 
I basically accidentally went to download a song and ended up downloading a whole album. And I'm glad I did because Weezer is uh, one of them bands that has a nice array of songs. And uh, this is one of the good ones. I like this one a lot. This is Such a Pity by Weezer. That's uh, my first song kind of what's on my playlist. And I'll turn it back to Jewel for her next entry. Uh, I don't think I know that one. I have to check that out. I love Weezer. They're good. They're a good band. Um, okay. Next one. Okay. I want to see if you know this song. M pop music. Talk about pop music. Pop. 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 Pop music. Yeah. What a great song. God, that was like my college anthem. What a fun time that brings me back to M pop music. And I was on this like weird playlist this weekend. That's probably why that came up. Okay. Number four. That's a good one, and uh, you sang it. You made me sing it, but that that's that's a good song. That's like the early days of MTV. Remember MTV? They used to play, like, music videos. Oh, remember that? Yeah, London, way New back. New York, like... Paris, Munich. Remember about that talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, something happens uh, after 9 o'clock. It's just, you know. Something. We lock, we lock in something. Home. Um, next song, uh, uh Man, I'm like lost a little bit tonight. Years back, uh, the classic Hall of Fame rock band Yes um, took all their members and made what was called a union album. It was Steve Howe, it was Trevor Rabin, it was John Anderson, and uh, um, Bruford Wakeman, the whole nine yards. They all got together and made one big union album. They went on tour with it and they did a, a show and around, and I seen it three times. Shock to the system of Yes Union is the song. Um, it was interesting. It was a little bit of everything that both sides of Yes, the hard rock and the classic 60s type music. And, uh, you know, the seeing them on tour, you know, I'm still a Steve Howell guy over a Trevor Rabin guy, but watching them all together made me appreciate their music that much more. So um, that's it for me. Shock to the system by Yes. Uh, is my uh, second entry. And we'll turn it back over to Jewel. Nice. Going to hit play here? Okay. All right. A little 60s, I think, for you. The Love and Spoonful. Summer in the City. Oh, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Fitting. And I'll say it. Afterwards. Go ahead. No, it's just fitting. It's like the last week of summer. But it's still summer. Yeah. So I can play this song and... It's one of my favorite songs to play in the summer. I love the um, the the rap when when rappers use the sample because it's so cool. Yeah. Like the like this beat, and they like chop it up and slow it down or make it faster. There's a couple of rappers that have done it right with by that song. So um, yeah, my number three. That was amazing because if we were playing a game of like name that tune. I would have got that in one note because as soon as you hit it, I heard that doom and I nailed it right away. We should play Shazam. We should play Beat My Beat My Playlist. That'd be good. We're gonna try that one of these times. We really are. Yeah. That I mean, that one right there, that would have been great. I would have dumbified you with my stupendous abilities on that one. Anyway, that that's a great song. Summer in the City. I don't mean to cut you off. I cut you off right in the middle of your introduction, which you're not supposed to do. No, I'm What's sorry. I cut you off all the time, and I feel so bad. Like, I just did right then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this one's sweet. 
This is what me and Jewel kind of do to each other every night on the stoop, a little after nine. Sousy Osborne, goodbye to romance. You know, we're all in this loving romantic friendship thing from eight to nine at night, being nice and doing the stoop and being friends. And then it all goes to hell. We say goodbye to romance a little after nine, and then we become jerks <laughs> to each other. Anyway. That's how it goes. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, um, as burned out as people say he is, as crazy as he may be, the man musically is legendary, from Black Sabbath to solo stuff, and he even did like some soft romantic stuff. Goodbye to Romance. Um, you know that one in the uh, you know the 80s where even like headbanging kids in high school at the high school dance were dancing to Ozzy. You know the guy had a song for everything. Goodbye to That's Romance. Cool. Wide Thank range. You. It's a good one. Love Ozzy. Love Ozzy. All right. Um, number two. Shall we hit it? Hit it. Oh my God. I know it. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know it. Can you no. see it in my glasses? No. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> when when cries Mary, Jimi Hendrix. This oh. has significance for me. Um, when I met Mike, I was playing. I was a dork. I was playing a lot of Guitar Hero. <laughs> and it seemed like every time I played When Cries Mary, Mike would call me or, like, text me. So that became his, like, ringtone. What? Do you have, like, the same experience as me? <laughs> what are we, what are Not quite the same experience. But I, but I got to tell you, and I didn't mean to cut you off again, but Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero When Cries Mary is one of the best. Because yeah. everybody everybody becomes Hendrix. You know, you're... Yeah. you're, you're Lean your head back and you're, you're grooving to it, and it is a phenomenal guitar yeah. hero song. <laughs> so to go, that whole disc was good. It had a it had a little everything, corn and I forget what else was on there, but no, that song was was great and uh, became it. I, I had it for his like ring ringtone after that, so it was just funny. And now I say it's one of our songs. So yeah, number two. That's that's pretty adorable. You're too rough. Oh, oh. We should do a relationship Aww. episode soon. I think he suggested we should. that. <laughs> be fun. We well, play the newly, newlywed, not yeah. ever going to get married game. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's a good I I like that. Oh, well, like, maybe like a Halloween episode. We'll be in costume and Mike will <gasps> be on one line and Cassie will be on the other. And we'll be sitting back here laughing hysterically. That'd be pretty That'd great. That'd be great. That'd be great. I, I'm going to tell you. I feel bad for Mike because I'm pretty sure Cassie would not let him get one word in. Wow. <laughs> That's not true. You've never heard, Cass- you never heard Cassie get on a roll. I mean, you've seen her in action, but when she gets on a roll, love her to death. But man, poor Mike would be. Uh, I, I, I. Mike, Mike, Mike puts in quite a fight on that one. He's the, he's the king of cutoff, so. <laughs> That's why they were we had such a good time because they cut each other off and we had a chance to discuss the stoop. You know, we did. I got to tell you, I was never really a, an owner or a big boss of any corporation, but me and Jewel to have that stoop meeting was awesome. Best power meeting ever. We sat across from each other, drank beers while our significant others yapped up a storm. We ate nachos and then we went to a bar and sang karaoke. I mean, Great. that isn't a you're hired. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. Best moment ever. Yes. All right. Next. Ah, this one, you know, right. get ready, Jewel. I know it's going to come out a little staticky. It's kind of a tough listen, but you got to hit this one right away. Ready? Okay. Uh-huh. 
Another Guitar Hero song. I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons. Um, you know, a lot of my Irish friends break my balls. I'm like, what do you know about Mumford and Sons Italian? I don't really think it makes a difference. It's music. And I love that little banjo beginning. And I just absolutely love it. Uh, I'm not a huge Mumford and Sons fan, but I really do like this song. And um, it always seems to be on when some kind of good party's going down. Uh, when you're at people's house barbecuing or um, just hanging out and having a few beers, this song always seems to pop its head up somewhere. And to me, it's good because, you know, I, I like fun like that. I like having a grand old time and the. Uh, that's a party song for me. Mumford and Sons. I will wait. Hmm. Oh, we got Not one my more. favorite. But that's that's another <laughs> Guitar Hero song. That's on like one of the latest Guitar Heroes. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. No, I did not. It's really it. hard. It's like really hard to play too. So just saying. Well, don't remind me. You know, that Van Halen disc goes out the window a hundred times a week trying to play <laughs> Eddie Van Halen stuff. Holy yeah. What was the other hard one? A oh, Freebird. Uh-oh. Do you know it? No. So good. It's ABBA. I, ABBA? ABBA. ABBA. I can see from across the studio. How about that? ABBA. Which oh, ABBA song? Let me say that? that one wrong, too. I have a dream. Now, this song I gathered from... I'm not a huge ABBA fan. I like, you know, Dancing Queen. Who doesn't? But... I wasn't a really huge Mamma Mia fan. My family is, but um, I have a dream. It was on Black Mirror. It was on, like, the slave episode of Black Mirror, and this girl sang it, and she sang the shit out of it, and now I just, I love that song, and Black Mirror is worth a watch, guys. It's so crazy, weird, and it's crazy. It's like Handmaid's Tale in a way, so good shows, good song. My number one. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good list tonight. Kind of an obscure list tonight. We we didn't have really yeah. have a, a lot of topping of the chart stuff. Ah, uh, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we're gonna play it in the background, and I don't really expect Jewel to know it or a lot of people to know it, but yeah, it's our good friend. Wait, Adamant. Oh, oh. yeah. It was Adamant? <laughs> Desperate, but not serious. And of course, as you know. We did a live show um, on the stoop, and that's when we had uh, our live interviews with Aaron Paul and the Glam Skanks. Um, Glam Skanks was the opening act for Aaron, uh, Adam Ant. We saw him here at the Keswick Theater uh, right outside of Philadelphia in Glenside. That guy's an amazing talent. Uh, even at his age, he still looks the same. He sings, he dances, he performs. I've always been a huge fan uh, of Adam Ant, and this is just such a good song. It's, it's, kind of a, it's one of those sexy songs. Um, you know, you just kind of get in the mood and you hear the beat. It's kind of sad. I kind of picture myself dancing in women's clothing. That was a little joke to me and Joel from the other day. But uh, yeah, that's oh, not serious. Adamant, um, a very obscure episode. What's on your playlist tonight? Showing some range. Me and yeah. Joel. Eclectic. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's go down the ten songs for everybody. Joel came up with to Love Somebody by the Bee Gees. M and Pop 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 Music. Pop music. Terrific song. <laughs> the Loving Spoonful and Summer in the City. 
you're right. That's great because it almost is the end of summer, sadly. Summer in the city. Excellent. Wind Cries Mary, Jimi Hendrix, the greatest guitarist of all time. And me and Joel absolutely just geeked out and agreed that we would love to try and be Jimmy on Guitar Hero. Um, I'll tell you my Guitar Hero story in a second. Talk about nerds. Uh, Abba's I Have a Dream was Joel's final selection. We go over to mine. Weezer with This Is Such a Pity. Shock to the System by Yes from the Union now when they brought both bands together. Ozzy Osbourne with guys and gals and their little slow dance at the high school dance. Goodbye to romance. Number two, I Will Wait by Mumford & Sons. And number one, The Amazing Adamant. Desperate, but not serious. Jewel, we talk about guitar here, and i got to tell you something that I do. At, at my age, we'll just show everybody how big a geek I am. I like to get stink face drunk on beer. And play Guitar Hero. And I like to put on uh, kind of a sassy, you know, rock star costume. And I like to turn the lights out like I'm on, like I'm on, like I'm in concert. And, you know, the press rips me because I'm just drunk and missing all the notes. And it's a sloppy mess. That's my guitar. <laughs> Are you like, uh, what's his name, Stan's dad, just playing your underwear in the dark and pretend you're like Boston, like rock star? <laughs> Not quite you know, my underwear, like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, not quite my underwear. I like to be, you know, I like to get dressed up. You know, you got to impress the audience. You know, so I'm not going to go out in a t-shirt. I like to really bring home the, you know, the juice and get snazzy for my concert performances. That's good. You know. Oh yeah. Every day, every waking hour of my life is a concert, and I just sing all day long. So it's so funny because my daughter, she sings everything now because I sing everything now, and she's like. Let's play Zelda. <laughs> and she'll like sing everything she says. It's so adorable. She's so cute. But um yeah. That is adorable. Um Life Life is a highway. I wanna ride it all night long. All night long. Beyonce is a highway. I wanna ride her all night long. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sheesh. My goodness. Um <laughs> This is like again around the nine thirty hours when my fantasy thing starts going on in my head. I need to be shut off. I really do. I'm telling you, we should make the you. show. Yeah, we should make the show an hour because we see. I really seem to derail <laughs> in the last half hour. Uh, quick update for the people at home who are nice enough to listen to us or are not glued to your TV set. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a little. Freezer for a second. Uh, Detroit Lions 14, New York Giants 7. About five minutes left in the second quarter. So for you Eagle fans out there and uh, fans hoping to hold on to a part of the lead in the NFC East, Lions are helping us out at the moment the Lions had the football. Um, you know, Monday Night Football, I'm sure a lot of people are watching. It. It's exciting. So Detroit's winning. Wait, are they on my team? Yep. I got, I got Golden Tate for Detroit. That's I wonder how let's he's say, doing. Let's take a look. Let's go to the stats. This is what we do here on the stoop. We uh, okay. we fantasy track, we fantasy stat, we do all that good stuff. Um, oh wait, I got. You know, we're, we're just. Oh God, I got it! I got a person on each team. I got I got Paul Perkins on the Giants. Paul Perkins. Let's see. Uh, so Golden Tate has two catches for ten yards. That's garbage. Oh. <laughs> and. Paul Perkins has two carries, two carries for minus one yard. 
uh, yet. What? So, <laughs> Catholic Jewel's oh, team is in the God. throat this week. I went well, from like, three to eighth, third to eighth on my team. I suck. <laughs> kind of sounds to me like uh, like Paul Perkins at the hot dog stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, does that mean he's uh, out? Is that what you mean? Uh, I don't know this football lingo. He was better off being out. That's how bad a performance he's having tonight. Oh, shit. I was supposed to get rid of him. Oh, well, you man. did a good job in that. Too busy uh, working. We do have to... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I work for death here at the stoop. Can't imagine. Right now, she's in the corner shining my shoes. <laughs> we do have a little bit of sadness <laughs> to pass along. Uh, speaking of football, we were expecting Wednesday night to be joined by Sean Merriman former San Diego Charger, the man known as Lights Out, and uh, now he's got a NASCAR project together. Unfortunately, just got word from his PR group that Sean will not be uh, not be available Wednesday. But we've been told that we were going to work on getting him on the very near future. So we we're kind of sorry for that. I know we advertised Sean. I was pretty geeked to talk to Sean Merriman. Uh, he even kind of fit into tonight's show because he's a guy who went to the pros, made some money, turns money into other things, Lights Out clothing product, um, and some NASCAR investments. So, uh, Wednesday night, we may be without a guest, but you know, join us anyway, because instead of having the last half hour of goofiness, we're going to have about an hour and a half worth of goofiness. Yeah, why not? I mean... Yeah, why not? Exactly right. We're, 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 we're enough of entertainment, you know? <laughs> we are friggin' entertaining. Hopefully we can have him on soon, though, because... Damn. Yeah, we'd like to get him on soon. We'll have him on soon. The schedule is, is you know... Not really getting packed, but, you know, we're, we're filling up. So we're going to find room for Sean Lights Out Merriman. We do apologize for those of you who are ready for him on Wednesday. We're going to get him on soon. But speaking of upcoming guests, we're going to ramble a couple names off to you real quick that are going to be coming on the stoop. And we're going to start, since we don't have Wednesday, we're going to start off with next Monday with a beautiful actress, talented, Miss Jessica Barth. Jessica Yay. from... Jessica from Ted and Ted 2, uh, Voices on Family Guy, and she's got some new stuff coming on. Uh, she's going to tell us about the embarrassment of growing up in a horrible family with horrible cousins. Um. <laughs> she loved me. I was the I was the younger one. They all, they all treated me it. great. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I you know one thing I'm going to gain from the stoop is an invite to one of the Tatey family affairs with Jessica and and Jewel and. Uh, of course, our good pal Chrissy, who I know likes to listen in. She's yeah. listening. We're going to get a, hey, you said my name. Of course we say your name. We love you. So Jessica Barth is here on. She... <laughs> There's Joel doing her voices. So Jessica comes in on Monday. And again, as I said, I am going to embarrass myself and beg this woman to give us some kind of family guy voice. Make sure you make we'll that see. happen, Jewel. We'll see about we'll that. See. I can't control people. <laughs> September 27th, and this is one I'm pretty amped for. Yeah. Gentleman by the name of Bart, Bart Shadow is going to be here. Now, if you haven't heard of Bart, he is uh, he does some Broadway stuff. He's a performer, singer. He sings with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He does a lot of their West Coast stuff. And Trans-Siberian, if you've never seen him or heard of him, check it out. They do an amazing... Christmas show to do Christmas albums and they usually tour around Christmas time and Bart is a member of that band um, and I found him through a friend of mine it turns out that Bart is his, his brother-in-law and 
when I found that out, I'm like, oh, Bart's got to come on the show, and he was more than uh, happy to do it. He was in town recently, and unfortunately, I didn't get to check him out in, in New Hope. He was doing uh, he was performing out there. But uh, he's coming on the show on the 27th to talk. And, uh, Jewel, if you will fill us in, I, I didn't want to be rude. You did add a second act for the 27th. Tell us a little bit about who you have coming on with us. Yes, I'm super excited. We have New Jersey's own Kosha Dills, everyone. He's a rapper, and he has a show on October 1st at the Voltage Lounge. I believe it's, like, connected to the Electric Factory. If not, it's, like, right behind it. But um, the show's going to be awesome. I'm really trying to make the show. I'm trying to get some of my friends to go with me. Maybe you you can go with me, Jeff. You and Cassie, more than welcome. We're going to check out the Kosha Dill show. But, um, yeah, he's going to be our second guest on September 27th. That's uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. You know, I would like to get out to some shows. And I remember, um, oh, I drew a blank here. Beyonce's, the name of Beyonce's group before she went solo, Destiny's Child. They had that song. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my kosher deals? No, I'm sorry. Pay my kosher (laughs) deals. He's funny. He's like... He, you know, I I think he incorporates a lot of uh, comedy into it in his uh, in his rap game. But no, he's super good. Um, check him out on Facebook, Kosha Dills, Kosha Dills. Sounds cool. Uh, so nice I said twice. <laughs> so nice I said it twice. That's uh, you know I love that. It's just that's fun to say. Favorite. It's so fun. <laughs> it is. So that's gonna be actually a great show. That's a couple of local products, Bark Shadow, and uh, and complete opposite. Ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I love it. I love it. From uh, operatic type orchestra music to white rapper Kosha Dills. That's going to be good. That's September 27th. Uh, October 2nd, show I'm very excited about. From the show Disjointed, it's Elizabeth Ho. Very attractive, very funny young lady. is going to be on the show October 7th. Second. October 4th, Jennifer Taylor from Two and a Half Men, a gorgeous actress. We were told by his or her PR people, quote, Jennifer is extremely excited to do the show. Nice. My, my dad's a big fan. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, was that, was that Charlie's girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Pop. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, chill, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get Pop the Cohen number. Let him yeah. Put it on the line. Let him talk to her. You know, we love that yeah, kind of stuff. Just uh, next door. It'll be fun. <laughs> October 16th, uh, soap opera, long-time soap opera legend Kate Linder is going to be on the show. Uh, that should be great. Uh, we like Kate, and uh, she does a lot of work uh, with SAG, and um, she's going to be on the show October 16th. Matter of fact, Jewel, wow, this is great. Jewel just announced one on October 11th, and this just came in. This is hot off the stoop presses. October 11th, uh, a young lady performer by the name of Overwinter, a local band. Jewel, tell us a little something about Overwinter. This is your baby here. Tell us about uh, this performer that's going to come on our show. Girl, oh, my God. I, I just, like, fell in love with their music instantly, and I was like, you have to be on the stoop. And she agreed, and I'm so excited for you guys to, like, hear her songs because we're going to play, I hope, two of her songs, and she's just cool. It is right up my alley. It's my kind of music. It's, like... It's trippy, it's jazzy, it's bluesy, it's got these great samples, and I, I just, it's really, you're going to dig it, because I dig it. Um, Over Winter is our name. Go check her out on Facebook. That's October 11th. 
That sounds great. And like I said, that just came out right now. Jewel just flagged me down across the <laughs> studio, threw a rock at my head. I think it was a rock. I don't whatever it was. It might killed a, me. Anyway, might be a Pokemon. Pokemon coming out. Anyway, she's like, October 11th! And you held up this big <laughs> sign, so we had to sneak in over winter. Um, that's going to be great, October 11th. We're very psyched about local music here. We love it. So October 11th is over winter. October 16th oh, yeah, she's from Philly, too. Uh, I forgot to say that. Sorry. She's from Philly. Oh, yeah. I'll pick up your pieces, no problem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin on the 16th, and on the 25th, October 25th, ladies and gentlemen, I get more and more geeked as it gets closer from Shameless. Steve Howie, Big Kev himself. What? On the stoop, Still October crazy. 25th. Last, last time he was here was the first time Jeff ever hosted, and that was a disaster. So, we're going to treat Steve <laughs> to a good episode this time. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> this is so exciting, though. I'm so excited. Oh, and Steve the is, new... Steve. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep cutting you off. Um, the new season of Shameless, November 5th. And that's what we're going to talk so about when Steve comes on. We had a great time last time talking about uh, behind the scenes and how uh, some of the younger actors came of age and uh, how Steve landed his role. And, man, we're going to talk. We're going to talk to Steve. I'm going to ask Steve if we can give him like a whole hour. Nah, That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pressure on us more than anything. Yeah, I know. He's, you know, he's going to be saying, what the hell is your people's problem? It's only me. But he is pretty awesome. <laughs> We're going to have and panic attacks. You, was, At least I will. <laughs> such a crazy guy. And the last time we talked to him, uh, I believe he was heading home to the streets of L.A. in traffic. And he's absolutely freaking out about how bad Los Angeles traffic was. So uh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. That's a great place to listen to us when you're stuck in traffic. That's a great place to listen to this, dude. You're way you away. can. I, way you home. can. You know, check us out on Blog Talk Radio. You know, just all you got to do is go to blogtalkradio.com, search The Stoop. Uh, if you need more help finding us, you can find us on The Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. That's the name, Stoop Radio Network, Facebook. Twitter is at The Stoop Radio 1. Got a question for us? Jay Perini, stoopradio.com. Jay Tatey at stoopradio.com. If you want Jewel to send you a picture of her face, you want to see, you want to see what she looks like, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Nah, she's lovely. She's lovely. <laughs> she, she's lovely. Um, probably the second best, probably the second best looking person on the stoop. I got to say that. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, well, I only said it because Madeline Zeman was only on once. If she was on every week, you would clearly be the third best-looking person on the show. Oh, just shut it already. Jules, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jules, uh, Jules, awesome. Awesome people. Uh, and I am privileged, and I'm very lucky. Timing is everything, and, uh, you know, time is right. The stars the aligned. Show. The stars aligned. And, uh, you know, I got somebody here that can drink with me almost around me. I didn't get any vodka tonight, although I didn't see Jewel drinking any vodka tonight either. I saw her drinking some more light. I had to lay off, man. Starting to have become a become a problem. <laughs> we have too many episodes. I can't I can't you know hang <laughs> with the big like dog. That's gonna be like a, our advertisement for the future. You know, if we get to be bigger and we're gonna need more people on hand, you know. 
Ever you have yeah. a dream of working in music? Do you like to get shit-faced drunk? <laughs> Join the stoop today. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but I'm uh, still hanging. We're still hanging. We hang. We hang, we hang. a long time. Yeah. We love you long time. You're at the <laughs> I wasn't going to go yeah. there, but that's how it sounded in my head. I'm like, no, no, no. Me love you long time. Love you long time. Damn it. I'm thinking of the... That reminds me of Steve Carell and 40-Year-Old Virgin. No, me so horny, me so stupid. <laughs> me so stupid. I want to shave your head. Such a... Uh, <laughs> I want some French toast. <laughs> I to get the PG version. I didn't want to lay Fucker out that. Fucker came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's right. You know, maybe that's... Uh, that's something else we could do here on the stoop. We could do a name that movie quote. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll try that sometime. I mean, uh, uh, look Jeff. at me. This dog's, this dog's looking this way, this dog's looking this way, and this guy's like, what? What do you want from me? <laughs> yes, go ahead. You were going to say? Oh, you lost me. I lost already. I'm done. <laughs> you won. <laughs> that didn't count. That was just a sample <laughs> of the kind of things we could do. Sure. Oh, you're in the stoop. So, again, Wednesday night, we expected Sean Merriman uh we're not going to have him, so it looks like it might be one of them famous free-form episodes unless uh, somebody decides to join us at the last minute. If not, you're going to get a lot of, excuse me, Joel and Jeff, probably more than you can handle or be asked to handle. We'll have tons of good That's stuff Wednesday. for you. Either way. Lots of good stuff. And if you uh, if you tune into that one, we will reiterate that next Monday, again, Jessica Barth, super excited for this one. Um Jewel was uh, kind enough to get Jessica to come on. She's got some big-time Hollywood friends, so we got to make sure we're well-behaved and show her how a great show we have on. So you all got to come on and listen and support us and act like we're terrific. Yeah, always behaved. <laughs> always always well-behaved, as long as we don't, uh, you know, anything after 9 o'clock. You can tune out after 9 o'clock, cause that's when the shit starts to fly and gets to be ridiculous. That's a good rule. Just shit hits the fan at 9 o'clock. That's it. Goodbye. Put the kids in bed. Yeah, the shit hits the fan portion of the episode. We could actually, like, get a lead-in song at, like, 9 o'clock. We'll say it's time there's for a, the shit, the fan portion of the show. There's a song. There's an Eminem song called Shit Hits the Fan. We should get that one, but we probably can't. <laughs> yeah, and it probably can't. Yeah. So we need to be paying royalties to Eminem. I, I could definitely afford that. I can barely afford yeah. a bag of Eminem. So I love play, paying Eminem to use his song. <laughs> uh, be nice. Uh, be nice. So I got to tell you, uh, hats off to uh, our crew and production team, namely me and Jewel, uh, because tonight's sound, nice and crisp, came off much better than we did the last couple of nights. No technical difficulties. Very proud of ourselves there. Uh, we're progressing every day. We're checking the numbers. The numbers are huge. We're having so many listeners come on. We thank you for that. We're going to continue to bring you more great stuff. I want to send a big thank you out again to Tawana Smith uh, from the Athlete Nexus. She was our guest tonight. She was fantastic. Uh, of course, Rachel Dares and her you know, PR team bringing us another great guest. So thank you to Tawana. Jewel, any parting notes tonight? Um, no. I had a lot of fun. It was talking to you, Jeff, once again, as you make fun of me. It was great talking to Tawana. We learned a lot and 
everyone out there who's aspiring to be an athlete should learn a lot too. It was just a great show. I had a great. It was a nice ending to a nice Monday, even though I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Again, like I said, one in five this week. It's one win and five losses. So, yeah. sucking at fantasy football is just one of the millions of things we do here. On a stupid, it was a great Monday night. TGIM is the phrase we use around here. Thank God it's Monday. And don't forget to catch us Wednesday night, same time, 8 p.m. The Stoop, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So for Jewel Tady, I am Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding you, don't be a douche. <laughs> Good night, stupid. Bye-bye. Bye.